Hi, this is John Cackley, and in this podcast, I interview my colleague at Centric Consulting, Carla Kubert, on the subject of business transformation. Carla, tell me more about yourself. I'm a career management consultant. I began as a developer in the manufacturing and business industries. I played a role, a variety of roles, including developer, business analyst, quality assurance roles, uh, project management roles. Over the years, I've led and been a part of many business transformation efforts, large-scale system implementations involving total solutions, application systems, infrastructure, organizational change management components. So, Carla, you've you've done some presentations internally about business transformation, uh, and it's been pretty exciting to hear about. How do you define business transformation? Business transformation, John, is essentially change for the betterment of an organization. It comes about when a company identifies a business strategy and vision, along with a set of uh, key strategic goals, and aligns people, process, and technology initiatives to meet those goals. All right. So when you say that, is there an idea of a scale in in your mind? Does business transformation mean a a major activity? Could it be a smaller one? It could be a smaller one. Um, it is one that uh, changes the way they might do business. Okay. Um, a smaller one might be simply a change. All right. So you've worked on several projects involving business transformation. Did these start out needing that kind of transformation or was it something that just became apparent over time? Well, you know, I've seen both situations. Um, And I consider this to be sort of a reactive versus proactive approach. Proactively, a client may understand that it is a huge transformation. It would be pre-planned, something like a merger acquisition where they're expanding an existing business or adding a new line, an entirely new line of business, uh, or something pre-planned in terms of an IT strategy. Uh, towards digital transformation, agile frameworks, basically allowing for more innovative approaches. An example of a reactive situation would be a a large uh, new system or even a small new system. Sometimes it's a mission-critical system that changes the way the business operates. It provides new functions, new information to influence decision-making, Um, new or changed roles and responsibilities, which may result in changes to staffing. There are situations where midstream leaders realize the extent to which the organization will change as a result of this new system and find themselves in the middle of a transformation. Uh, This would be an example of a reactive situation where it was determined to be a transformation at some point along the way. So maybe sort of building off of that, when do you think it's necessary to have something as as broad and complete or maybe holistic as transformation versus just sort of incremental changes? You know, transformation versus incremental change. It's a, it's a um, conundrum, if you will. It is, quite honestly, the O in OCM, or Organizational Change Management. It is the difference. Um, between change management and true organizational change. Typically, incremental change will involve some standard change management activities, communication and training, uh, and that's really all that's necessary. 
a true business transformation will impact the organization, will require true organizational change management, which may have a direct impact to its culture. All of this begins with a comprehensive assessment. An assessment uh, will be done and, and can take many forms depending on the nature of the transformation. It could be an analysis of the delta or gap between their current state and their vision or strategy. It could affect the company organizationally uh, only and a stakeholder assessment would, something like a stakeholder assessment would assist in determining the impact on staff and, or, and the organizational model of the company. Great, you've already given some examples for my next question on how you collaborate with <laughs> stakeholders on the on a decision. Uh, do you ever have issues where maybe the stakeholders think the change is smaller than you think is necessary? Yeah, there there have been you know many situations like that. I mean, the the distinction can be very clear based on the size of the impact to the organization. For true uh, business transformation. Um, this piece requires trained OCM teams uh, to assist the stakeholders um, going through a stakeholder engagement, working through strategies to minimize resistance to change, communication and collaboration strategies, all of those things come into play when working with stakeholders on those key decisions. But And if a stakeholder maybe says, hey, this is just a small change, we'll do this and this, we'll be done, we don't need to do all the stakeholder engagement and, and all these uh, gap analysis, you know, how do you approach that? Well, they find themselves in a reactive mode. You know, we, we do the best that we can to identify. At the end of the day, um, it is the client's decision how to move forward in, in a way that they feel is best for their organization. They may end up in a situation where they waste a lot of time and effort and then still have to go back to something that is more true OCM in terms of a strategy. So you would say you, you co you're coaching them, and but at the end, you've got to de defer to their decision, of course. It's their business. But then, of course, I'm sure you're, you're ready to, uh, to step in or to, to help guide again when, they're, when they realize the scale of what they've undertaken. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes it, it takes time uh, for them to come back around. Okay. So what do you say the preconditions are for success with business transformation? What do you have to have in place or what does a client have to have in place? Some of those preconditions include a, a strategy, understanding a clear vision, the goals and objectives, they have to be defined. And leadership, their executive leadership have to be on board and behind those, those goals and objectives. A business case needs to be defined, one that outlines a clear understanding of the key drivers for change leading to the transformation um, and the key benefits uh, that will be realized post-transformation. Also, very important item, funding for the transformation. How much is this transformation going to cost? What is the investment? You know, is it going to be approved and available? So that's a lot of work even just to, to get to the doorstep. You just described uh, the funding, getting uh, stakeholder support, uh, a vision, a strategy defined. That's a lot of different things uh, just even before you get into the transformation itself. It is. It is a project in and of itself. 
if I if I were a client and I was were describing some larger project, you sort of sensed, hey, this is transformation. Uh, would you come in and say, hey, we we need to start with the transformation planning or the trans? Or I'm not sure what the term you'd use for that. Uh, is that something you'd come back to the client with? We would. I mean, those preconditions, right, are something that we would work with the client to to uh, come up with. And it's not something that they would typically do themselves. It's something that we as consultants would work through with the client to, to prepare for that transformation. But also there's a whole series of pre-work items that need to happen as well before the transformation even can begin. Planning, the formation of a transformation team, right? Stakeholders, mm -hmm. right. resources, roles and responsibilities and skills. Ensuring accountability is a key aspect here. Accountability uh, is aligned directly with the responsibility, and those accountable need to have an understanding of that measurable expectation. That's very key to the success of a transformation, is ensuring the resources are fully understanding uh, their level of accountability and responsibility. Defining risk and risk mitigation plans in order to be proactive rather than reactive, understanding what could come, uh, and understanding then how to measure success, and defining the key criteria for quantifiable measurement. Oftentimes, I find that the organization needs to transform before the business can transform. So that's an interesting distinction there between the organization and the business. Could you expand yeah. on that a little bit? Oftentimes, the staffing model and their culture and mindset needs to change in order to embrace um, the true business transformation. And they have to be poised and ready to, to actually move forward with what's to come in, in the business changes. That makes sense. Uh, I'm going to go back a little bit to something you were talking about before. Uh, you said you know, the, the preparation, the setting up those preconditions for success were generally something that the client would not undertake themselves. What what specifically do we bring as consultants that you know that, that, that help the client critically in that area? Quite honestly, a a company, an organization, is in business for that business. They understand the business. Uh, they understand how to do that business, and they have a thought in mind as to what their end goal is. What they may not know is how to prescriptively get to implementing and executing. Execution is the biggest part of a business transformation. And they, they may not know systematically and in a, in a methodology sense how to actually go about it. They know their business, but they don't know how to get to that end state. And so we as consultants can bring our expertise in doing these business transformations with other clients, other situations, other cultures, and bring them a fresh perspective, a perspective perhaps that they hadn't thought about, a set of tools and techniques to actually get them to their uh, goals. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, and it's also a nice blend into the next question. You went through quite a number of things for the preconditions, just that planning activity. Uh, how, and one of the things you mentioned was a strategy or a vision. I realize those are two different things, but how would you frame that objective? When you're, when you're doing that work, you're going to say, this is the objective of our business transformation. How do you frame that? From an objective 
perspective, it's all focused on benefits. We talked about the business case that's done early on, and that business case will outline the key benefits that an organization will want to realize once the transformation is over. The, the objective is aligned then with that strategy vision and, and altogether uh, comes to a set of key benefits that are quantifiable that the uh, company can go back to then and ensure that they've realized benefits for. It has to be measurable, something that uh, you can trend over time. Uh, from the standpoint of transformation efforts, the objective is ever-present. It should be the true mission of the business transformation. Along the path of execution, it's critical for the entire transformation team, including the higher level executive leadership of the organization, to understand uh, the objectives and that they're reinforced. Ensuring that the OCM team is on point to address any key cultural transformation issues and considerations. Certainly with any business transformation, you're going to get resistance to change in that OCM team will also um, be there to address that resistance to change along the way. Great. So as that work goes on, how often do you refer back to the objective? Along the way, the work that's being done should be tied directly to an objective or a core benefit. If it's not, it's extraneous. And a large business transformation effort doesn't have the luxury of time for extraneous activities. So it is something that is definitely tied to a specific benefit and a specific objective. So they, they are, as I said, ever present in the true mission. So they, they are reinforced uh, at weekly sessions, definitely at steering committee meetings. These efforts are directly tied to these objectives or benefits. All right. Well, excellent. Just because I have to do this, I have to ask the corner, the corner case question. How often do you see that objective change during the course of a transformation? Ah, uh, good question. So, overall, the objective usually doesn't change at a high level. What does change is all of the pieces and parts that make up that objective. So smaller pieces change. Um, and that is just a, a key project control mechanism, I would say, in that we have to course correct as needed. Okay, so you'd course correct based on either you're not seeing the change you want or you're maybe you're seeing a, a different strategy, things like that? Yeah, per perhaps. I mean, you know, over time, it, typically a business transformation is going to take a considerable amount of time. As time goes on, uh, perspectives change. There is always an opportunity for a, a client organization to reconsider. Sometimes it is a slight change. Sometimes it can be a major, major change. But we handle that just as we do any other change as we, we handle uh, change control mechanisms in, in projects and programs. I was with a client where they were doing a a major project, business transformation. I, I used to call it there. They bet the business on this project, and in my view, they they bet the business and they won. They they were getting what they needed to out of it, but the client itself never 
they never felt like they had succeeded. And they always felt like the project was a failure while they were doing it. How would you approach coaching a client in a situation like that? Interesting. The the client is considering it a failure during the process, if I can understand a little better. Yeah, I mean, they'd seen, it's, we were in phase three, they'd seen most of the activities. There was enough to see an impact. And yet they considered it a failure. So I, I think at this point, it's it's sort of a an intervention needs to occur um, where executive leadership are they're they're brought together with the key stakeholders to determine is this the right path if this is how we're feeling and it is truly a failure how do we turn this into a success continuing down the path of failure is is probably not an option it is stop now reconsider how we're moving forward and we're going to have to course correct to some extent and part of that is going to be our attitude and morale around what we're building. We have to be enthusiastic about what we're building or it doesn't make sense to build it. What are the key roles for an organization in driving a business transformation? Executive leadership, keeping everyone focused on strategic goals and ensuring that the business transformation team overall uh, understands that they are behind this effort. Stakeholders, a number of stakeholders, uh, open and clear communication and collaboration is critical uh, to the success of business transformation. The business transformation leader, overall, this person coordinates, uh, it's a coordination role driving towards success. And of course, the execution team. There is a team of perhaps IT or business or both, depending on the nature of the transformation. Um, these are individual contributors making it all happen. An OCM team orchestrating uh, organizational change, communications, training, uh, staffing changes, those sorts of things. And of course, a governance team, a governing body that makes key decisions along the way. Okay, so that's, that's the roles. Uh, how about the stages of a business transformation? Are there phases like a project life cycle, like a normal development life cycle? Well, similar. It is it is very similar. It is it is different to some extent. And one of the things we have to consider anytime we're going through a business transformation is the culture of the client and the type of methodology that the client uses. So it may change from client to client to some extent. But for the most part, a lot of the key stages are here. It all begins with the organization determining a need for change. There are many considerations that trigger that change. And they identify that strategy, vision, goals, those core objectives to support the change. An assessment is usually performed to determine where their current state is as compared to where they would like to be and their defined goals and objectives. Overall, a plan is developed and then this is where the miracle happens and that would be an execution. The specific methodology used would be, you know, along the lines of the execution piece. So we might work in a more agile environment in one client and something more um, uh, long and laborious in other clients as well. But execution is the most difficult part of business transformation. 
there are situations where plans are made and expectations are set, and because of an inability to execute on those plans, the effort gets derailed. On the positive side, when plans are uh, when planned properly and all the resources are on track, the execution can be quite successful and benefits can be realized. And so this is the critical piece. This is where all of the individual contributors and stakeholders, the execution team, all come together to make this happen. Organizational changes in staff may also be implemented. Training and retooling is, is considered. There might be new changed uh, policies, procedures that are put in place. There might be new departments added to the organization. There might be departments eliminated from the organization. Uh, of course, all along the way, there is clear communication. And we begin to measure benefit realization and adoption methods. Measurements of results against goals, setting up metrics, KPIs, those sorts of things. There, there needs to be at some point a quantifiable way to determine if you are realizing benefits. Got it. Yeah, that's that's isn't a nutshell at the end, isn't it? Um, you have to know how you're going to do it, and you have to have be able to measure what you're getting. Yep. Right. All right. So I'm going to abuse a, a cliche: the proof of the pudding is in the eating. <laughs> and uh, draw a connection to one of your hobbies being baking. Uh, maybe it's more than a hobby really for you, isn't it? Uh, a passion? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would say. Are there I any analogies say. you draw between business transformation and baking? <laughs> interesting, that, interesting that you asked. <laughs> yes, actually. Um, and it, it is more than a hobby. I am a trained uh, pastry chef focused on baking and pastry and a specialty artisan bread. So, so it is truly more than a hobby. I would say the key analogy I would use is, is baking and specifically, let's say baking a cake. Um, just as an assessment is done for a business transformation, an assessment would determine the goal and objective for, let's say, a single cake or an enterprise level distribution of cake. Um, <laughs> okay, I love it. <laughs> uh, is, uh, it's, it's, uh, is, uh, you know, is the solution focused in one area of the organization or across the enterprise? A transformation must be continuing on with this analogy. Uh, transformation must be fully planned. If it's not planned properly, you may not be following, let's say, a recipe and directions for that cake. You may miss a task or step. You may miss a key ingredient like sugar, right, in a cake, and the cake or transformation may not turn out as intended. Also, we see this quite often. Timelines are aggressive, not given enough time. And if the transformation, if not given enough time, that transformation, it's not going to be fully baked. I love um, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have to plan, and you can't rush a business transformation. It will not be the cake you expect. 